Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone, the free agent edition today is March 15th. We're on day three of free agency, two days before St. Patrick's Day. Today is the Ides of March. And we're going to talk about free agency. I'm Dustin Baker here with Wes Johnson, Jason Bolin. We might have a special guest. Uh, Sal Spice might join us. She's also from the Believe in Vikings podcast. We're not sure if her schedule is going to coordinate, but if it does, great. If it doesn't, we got you covered. Nevertheless, free agency is on the docket. Dozens of players went to uh, new homes. Some stayed in the spot that employed them last year and so forth. And that's on our agenda. First, though, Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games to conference championships, right through to the Final Four and National Championship. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code which is also our promo code, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. It's the Trend Zone, and it is March 15th, which means we are three days through free agency. Uh, Today was the official kickoff of it, because everything had to be finalized in terms of salary cap compliance by 3 p.m. Central Time, and here we are. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had an appearance on Pat McAfee's show, his favorite spot to show up, and he bloviated for several minutes about how awful the media is. Uh, said he didn't have a decision, but then basically made a decision on air and said he plans, he intends to play for the Jets. We don't really know what's holding it up. We can't really tell who's telling the truth. It sounds like the Packers indeed want the first rounders that I predicted, and the uh, Jets don't, they want to give the price tag that Wes suggested last week. Go figure that we have to meet in the middle for our conjecture. Uh, but Sally, this is something that you and I, as friends, have uh, kind of thought was going to happen for two years, and we were really wrong in 2021. And then we pumped the brakes last year and said, nah, that shit ain't happening. He'll be back. And alas, he's going to depart. So to each and every member of the group, I'm starting with you, Sally. Welcome back. I want to know, does this work for, I'm going to assume that he's going to be traded there. Could be a weird <laughs> assumption. He could retire tomorrow, but will this work? Will will Jets go to the playoffs and be relevant? Well, I think it's too safe to say that it's a done deal, but I'll go along. <laughs> I'll go along with it for argument's sake. Um, I don't know if it works. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett obviously was a disaster last season yeah. in Denver and but I think a big reason it appeals to Aaron is because I just based off of, of that, I think that he's going to have a lot more say so in the offense because of his past and his friendship with Nathaniel Hackett. But also, I think Nathaniel Hackett knows that he was a pretty big failure. And if Aaron Rodgers takes the reins and it's successful, it's going to look like he's successful as well. So I think what he has complained a lot about with the Packers the last couple seasons is he hasn't had the power to make decisions that he thought he was entitled to make. And so I guess we'll see if Aaron Rodgers really is this brainiac um, that he claims to be. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he doesn't go down the LeBron path of general management because that got, right. that got, that got yeah. funky. The Lakers, let me tell you. 
Right. Uh, he's not only, you know, the best quarter, the best player the Packers have ever had, but he also <laughs> knows how to run a front office. So <laughs> as far as the playoffs go, though, I there he's choosing a, a pretty tough division there mm-hmm. um, with a with, you no know, the Bills. no, no bad team. So it depends. Is he going to play like he did last year? Is he going to have is he going to end up getting those weapons that he feels he's entitled to have? It's really too soon to say. Yeah, and then in LeBron's defense, he was decent getting like riflemen and shooters on the team when he was with the Heat and the Cavs, but this Lakers thing with Westbrook and everything was a debacle. Thankfully, it's trending up, but this isn't the NBA trend zone. Wes, uh, Rogers denied a wish list of wanting Odell and all of his past teammates. Uh, we, when, when Favre went there, I think they started 6-0 and and then finished 8-8, eight and eight, didn't make the postseason, and we should just... Whatever Favre did, performance-wise, drama-wise, we should just pretend it's going to happen again because that has had what happened in the last three years. But yeah. when rubber hits the road, our, and I think we're all kind of maybe, especially Jason, uh, just a little stained about quarterbacks <laughs> in new places and guaranteed to be good talkers. Uh, do you think this Jets-Rogers experiment works out, Wes? Uh, n- not as they intend. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that... <laughs> He pushes them over the the cuffs to uh, a Super Bowl victory. Um, I think they'll be right in that same eight and eight, or, or in this case, eight and nine or nine and eight. Um, I think the compensation will will still be two uh, day two picks. Um, I can see a third rounder this year and then a uh stipulated it'll probably start with a, a fourth rounder that can work its way up to a, a second rounder depending on um how the the season f- finishes for the jets so um I, I do believe that there is a wish list <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. What else happens with that? I I don't know, but I'm pretty certain there is a, a wish list for him. Um, what a joke for him to say. There's no wish list. Like it was so absurd. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and, he and then, couldn't believe it that people would say that. I can't get it done with the weapons in Green Bay, but give me all the weapons I had in Green Bay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, oh. it's. Yeah, there's there's no doubt in anybody's mind that the wish list is very real, probably like in the notepad app. And, you know, we know it's there and he lied today. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So I don't know how much Rogers football you watched, Jason, last year, but as uh, all Vikings fans, minus Vikings aren't your primary team, uh, but there were about. I would say 20 throws last year. If you saw Packers football, that you were like, what the hell was that from Rogers? And you couldn't tell if it, you chalk it up to the broken blah, blah, blah that he had. There was always something to excuse it. Uh, or if he just was hitting age 39 and not looking very good. I still don't know. Do you, Jason, think that the Rodgers experiment with the Jets, like, you know, gets them to the postseason? <laughs> I don't. I can't quit laughing. Oh, man, he just flat out lied. Like. I'm immunized. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. Oh yeah. my god! What an idiot! I mean, seriously. I, I I I got a question though. Has Lazard signed his contract with the Jets? Yes. 
Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because there was rumblings out of Denver that, uh, you know, Denver was going pretty hard at them. And then, uh, you know, Rodgers had the little bromance with Hackett like he had last year with Denver, but that didn't amount to nothing. So uh, they were thinking that, you know, kind of like with Randy Gregory last year. Yeah. When he committed to the Cowboys and then resigned with the Broncos. I I don't know what Rodgers is going to do. This is just this is just what what will it. The Jets were a pretty reasonable team early on in this year, weren't they? Weren't they like six and two? Yeah. At one point. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm pretty sure not that there's any correlation, but they played the Vikings lost and then went on a losing streak for like six games. Yeah, they sure did. And their defense really is what kept them in it. I mean, mm-hmm. their offense was absolutely piss poor. Um, I, I don't know what kind of lever or what kind of uh, what a Rodgers Jets relationship would look like. I, I can't even envision it. I mean, it'd be if he get. I mean, this wish list. If even if he gets these players, these these the Packers players, which is <laughs> I can't. They never got me what I wanted there, but yet bring them all here. <laughs> I mean, well, he's blaming Lafleur for that. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, jeez, mm-hmm. who knows? Who's... He's trying to prove that he knows better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to end well for the guy. I don't think. I really just don't. I mean, I I, I don't know. I I mean, he, he he gets into he goes he loves Nathaniel Hackett, so he goes there. Could probably do whatever he wants on the offensive side of the ball, but he's still got to answer to to uh, Salah. I mean, he's kind of a hard ass from what I know. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know a whole lot about the guy, but uh, I, I'm still hesitant. I think Nathaniel Hackett, remember when he was in Green Bay, didn't call any plays. Mm-hmm. So he's still going to be kind of a, a rookie in this role, let alone what he did last year in Denver. We all saw that debacle. Yeah, and he's not I mean, it, And he let Russ do whatever he wanted. We're going to make this all about Russ. Russ could do this. Russ could do that. And that's not good for a guy like that or Rodgers, I wouldn't imagine. So he comes in there and, yeah, Hackett's the offensive guy. Let him do whatever he wants. But then the head coach is still the head coach. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm perplexed about this entire situation. Let's just hope if that does happen, he doesn't wind up at Minnesota next year. (laughs) Well, the stars are aligning because <laughs> that's Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Cousins contract, it appears, will not be extended. And uh, I mean, even if they draft like a mid-round quarterback in Minnesota and then it's I mean, like I said three minutes ago, you just have to expect <laughs> that the way that the parallels have been so eerie. Uh, I tweeted. I ended up tweeting it. I had talked about it on this show last week that the way that things have been, it would be weird if Rodgers doesn't come to the Vikings because everything. completely weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, it would. Very, very, very weird. I, I don't know. Then he goes to the conference that is murderer's row for quarterbacks. And uh, I mean, it's not that he had a not like he was going to go to a different NFC team. But yeah, even if they're good, let's say that, oh, shit, Rodgers looks rejuvenated and they go 10 and 7, 11, 6. That doesn't mean they're just going to prance through the Chiefs and no. all those of the bills. They have to play twice. That's that's the weird part of it. Um, It's like kind of like in the NBA sometimes when there's this weird like top heaviness when LeBron was in the East, it was always the other conference that they said was the good one. Uh, it kind of feels like that with the NFL right now. Oh God. They, they may, they may go like one in five in the division. <laughs> well, yeah, I because mean, Belichick's awesome. not going to fuck around. And then uh, Wes's dolphins, I'm sure um, they've made wonderful moves in the secondary and yeah, all of them. And that's, that's just reiterating Sally's point that it's, it's a weird division to point at and be like, take me there. Yeah, well, and two, this is the first year 
that I'm aware of anyway, that the Packers want him out of there. Yeah. I mean, from, you know, and I, I got work with a couple of Packers fans and, and, and they're just as hesitant to celebrate anything yet because he's still there. Yeah. You know, nothing's been confirmed yet. So they're just, they're, you know, they're, they don't want to celebrate yet, but they want him out of there immediately. The way that he made it sound um, during his little soliloquy today was that when he got out of the infamous retreat that, or he was going into the retreat and said he was going to retire 90%. And then I think he got, came back and was all offended that he, he was being broken up with. And just yeah. like, just like, just like Favre is like, well, then I'm going to go to the same team and I'm going to go stick it to him, even though I won't really play him at all. Uh, it's, it's just, again, it's, it's far from 2008 and it's eerie. Yeah, it Has anyone asked him about the Favre parallels or is everybody <laughs> too scared? <laughs> That's a great question. Somebody needs I, to. I just want to know his opinion of it because you know how he felt about it. 10 years ago or whatever. So I, I don't, I haven't heard of anyone asking him. I would just like to hear his ex, his explanation. Yeah, I would too. Now that you say it. Yeah. It just kind of means that however many years from now, uh, the jets fans just pencil in Jordan love for QB one. at the age, yeah. age of 30 something. <laughs> 2000, 2034. We'll expect <laughs> to see that transition. Uh, Wes, I was going to ask Cody foremost about this topic, but he's off tonight. Uh, so mm-hmm. I did a I did a quick list of some fantasy implications. Uh, this free agency has been robust for movement, but a lot of it is just the the, the cornerbacks and edge rushers, and rightfully so. But in terms of fantasy implication, Jacoby Myers goes to the Raiders, the scene of the crime where he had his gaff. Darren Waller goes to the Giants. Tony Pollard becomes the unabashed, we think, RB one to the Cowboys. David Montgomery to this. Where did he go? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, and it makes a kind of a crowded house there a little bit. Juju Smith goes to the Patriots, and then, assuming this Rodgers stuff goes down, Garrett Wilson might become a hot or a WR1 commodity at some relatively early round of the draft or middle of the draft. What am I missing, or which ones would you accentuate from fantasy? You are missing the biggest one. Oh, God. All right, hit me with it. That's going to be your buddy, uh, Miles Sanders in Carolina. <laughs> Carolina will have a a rookie quarterback. They're going to want to lean on the run. They don't really have uh, any wide receivers of any note. Uh, So they are going to lean heavily on that run game. And Miles Sanders is going to be the feature back there. So uh, he is somebody, uh, as I'm approaching fantasy season, that I would be targeting. Um He's going to have the usage that you want, uh, the backfield to himself. Uh, um, he's somebody to watch for. Uh, the other component in that trade with Chicago, DJ Moore, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think going to Chicago will help him out. He's already been um, a good wide receiver, and now he has what what he hopes is a, a quarterback that can get him the ball. Uh, Tony Pollard, he's going to be coming off the injury, so I'm not necessarily certain that he will be okay. um, as relevant, at least early on. And I, I can definitely see Dallas drafting a running back in this deep class. Uh, those are just some to note. What about Wallace? Does what this about- mean you're counting out Andy Dalton? Shouldn't be doing that. 
Andy that's Dalton, him. where'd he end up? He's in Carolina, and you said oh, they're going to have a, a starting he, rookie quarterback. They they very well might. I mean, <laughs> it's disrespectful. Good old Andy Dalton. So the gingers. I don't like disrespecting gingers on this program. Andy Dalton. Andy I'm Dalton. A ginger, so it's... I know. Andy Dalton quietly uh, played better than Derek Carr last year individually. But nobody really cares because he's and way Dalton. better than Ross, I'm sure. Oh yeah, uh, most guys did by the <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what like just by the numbers, whether you go DVOA or EPA, CPOE, even passer rating. Uh, Andy Dalton played really well, but nobody cared because he's just Andy Dalton. And <laughs> yeah, what about Waller? What about Waller, Russ or and Wes? Uh, Waller, I'm not certain of. I know he'll have the volume. Um, unless the Giants add a, a wide receiver in the draft, but the volume should be there. Uh, I don't recall Brian Dable's offense in Buffalo really featuring the tight end all that much. Uh, yeah, so I, that that's of some concern just because I we haven't seen it yet, but um. It's definitely a possibility. When yeah, you, yeah. When you it's were hard talking- to, you can't gauge him on last year either, really, because I mean the the Raiders, hurt. I mean, got hurt. well not hurt, but then just inactive yeah. for many yeah. weeks in a row. Wes, when you were banging the drum for Miles Sanders, you probably I don't know if you've done any mock draft simulators yet for standard old PPR um, redraft. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Like, are we thinking round two or three for Miles Sanders? Ten team, you know. Mm-hmm. Or not quite that high. I could see him uh, just going through my head right now. Probably right around RB10, give or take uh, a couple slots. So wherever that that slots him. So somewhere between, say, 7 and 13. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a lot high that he's ever, well, for the most part ever been. And then, um, a lot higher than he would have been yesterday at this time. So yeah. <clears throat> Sally, some other, uh, free agent stuff is the bears have used their penny bank and loaded up and the lions have quietly improved too. Um, do, do you now fear them with your favorite team in that division? I don't know. I would like to get you guys' opinions on on the Bears because now it seems like um, it seems like Ryan Poles went from getting absolutely destroyed uh, last year with criticism, and now this year, all of a sudden, everyone thinks he's a wizard. So I am curious what you guys think. But I I'm scared of Detroit, honestly. I mean, I have I especially after last season with the draft picks <clears throat> with, with the swap um, in the first round uh, with the Lions. I've just always had a feeling in the pit of my stomach that that's going to come back and bite them somehow. The bears added Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. So they are like within what, three months back to linebacker supremacy, which is always the case for the Chicago bears. Uh, added Nate Davis. <clears throat> of course, West t- touched on DJ Moore. And then I think, I think what really rejuvenated Paul's reputation was kind of a, um, a gimme. Uh, he had the first overall pick and then just flipped it for what you'd expect the first overall pick to get. Recommitted to Fields, who everybody seems to love and believes will take a Josh Allen path here next year. So I think it's just oodles of promise right now. They're certainly going to be better than they were last year. <clears throat> but yeah, Poles did the quintessential rebuild thing. Um, he he was grateful, I guess, 
or lucky to have the quarterback in place that they trust. And now he's filling out what people thought he might do last year. Uh, he had a large because he traded Rokon Smith and Robert Quinn. He could, you know, can make the team his own. And evidently, I think the only real blemish on his record is trading for Ch- Chase Claypool for the 32nd overall pick. And because, I mean, he just was a non-factor last year. But yeah, right now they're just one of those teams that looks fashionable because they have the roster. And it's going to come down to how good Justin Fields is and how healthy he can stay. That's my opinion on the Bears. And I'm right there. I'm right there on the Lions that they 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 look like they're going to be hungry and good. But I keep talking about they have the weight of expectation now because they are favored to win the NFC North. Yeah, well, and the Bears too, though they they're in such a terrific position if this all works out. And Claypool, you know, I mean, he could take a huge step forward. He kind of. Reminds me of uh, uh, Jerry Judy came, came out. Not, I mean, they're different players, of course, but came out of that same year that Jefferson and them did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but now he they got a nice young stable of receivers over there in Chicago. Yeah, and that seemed to accumulate <clears throat> very quietly. Uh, from it did, yeah. Mooney's, I mean, in this. But, Two of them were there last year and then do dick. That's the thing yeah. that I'm still waiting to see. Yeah. You know, so DJ Moore is going to go there and all of a sudden field is accurate. I think that's the, well, the idea. Yeah. Or maybe he just dumps off cool. dinker, dinker passes to him. Where they get an offensive line. They so. let's see. <laughs> like, isn't that a huge part of this problem? Is Justin Fields never had time to get these guys the ball either. So Yeah, hmm. that's the they got a guard, Nate Davis. And I can't remember if they landed another offensive lineman, but then they have picks too. Oh, okay. And they're not going to be, we don't think, <laughs> selecting a quarterback. Um, so I think that that will be their primary target. And usually, if you, you know, Christian Derisaw can tell you about it, so can Rashawn Slater. If you nail the pick on a tackle, he should be game ready right away. But yeah, they still haven't rectified it as of now. And that's a big damn deal. What's, what's their first round picks? Uh, look like right now they got the ninth right uh, ninth and i have to go pull it after the trade because you could get a couple linemen in the draft probably let's see i i will also touch on uh hayden hurst in carolina that'll be good too so that'll be redhead to redhead for uh for sally <laughs> yeah yep. I don't know. I'm going to have to end up getting Sunday ticket now. <laughs> they have... miss a snap of Carolina football. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jason, they have the ninth overall pick from Carolina <clears throat> and then throwing DJ Moore. Then this year, they have this uh, two second rounders. One is from Baltimore. One is from Carolina. One third rounder and two fourths. So before round four, they have six picks. Okay. Yeah. So that's damage with that. Yeah. And the, I, I think getting an offensive tackle at number nine, the best one on the board is probably a no brainer unless they do something funky, which they very well could do, but they still have a lot of money left. Um, but yeah, they're going to, they're going to be improved. I, we had this from Vikings perspective. We had this very precious year where the Packers were very good. The lions started one and seven, and then the bears were just completely tanking. And that's how the Vikings went 13 and four, but they couldn't do more with it than a wild card home loss, which will always bug me because it was really a transformational year for everybody, except for the little, little engine that could Vikings. Wes, what's your, your lions bears barometer? Are you worried? Um, they are going to be a tough team Both uh, of them? for the lions, uh, lions or bears. Oh, lion. Uh, Lions are going to be a tough team. The Bears, I think that they will 
be vastly improved. Um, I don't know if that gets them over the hump this year. It'll probably be a, a next year type of a thing for them. But uh, the Lions, they, they're going to bring it. Uh, I think they're going to continue to play with a chip on their shoulder uh, until they're able to prove themselves. And with, with all that being said, I, we'll see what other additions the Vikings make or whatever moves uh, they make. But I, I've liked what I've seen so far in free agency, and I don't see a reason why uh, we should be unseated so long as we continue to uh, be able to add playmakers um, on the defensive side of the ball. We still need to de-tackle. Uh, we could probably use another corner, uh, probably another linebacker. But yeah. And the Vikings have shown, especially Cousins, even going back to the Washington days, that the bottom floor for him as quarterback is about eight and nine. <laughs> So as long as the other stuff is reasonable, they're they're not going to descend to the the basement unless Cousins gets hurt or suddenly sucks uh, at age thirty five. So you can pencil the Vikings in for guaranteed mediocrity with the promise of maybe with a different coaching staff and Brian Flores running the ship on defense, doing something a little little more magical. Jason, the Broncos to me unexpectedly were were players uh, in the last two and a half days. Uh, what surprised you in Denver, or how happy are you through 2.5 days? You know, I'm, I'm pretty much at an even keel. Um, you know, nothing surprised me, really. I was uncertain what they were going to do, but they did exactly, you know, what I thought they should do, shore up the offensive line. They did that in a quick hurry, too. Got some uh, got some big bruisers up there on the line. Uh, you know, um, so as of right now, their offensive line, barring injury, looks good. Um you know, with McGlinchey and Powers over there. And uh, now we'll see what they do at center. Um, they have, they were real busy. Got a backup quarterback in Stidham, which I, you know, like it. I, I don't know much about that guy, but that's what I like about it, I think. Um, I seen what he did last year when he stepped in against the Niners. Uh, that's, that gets me excited there in and of itself. So, um, got that Rice running back out of Cincinnati. So that was another good move. Um, picked up another tight end so yeah very very active very pleased very pleased i mean i don't have any expectations at all but i think it's evident now what sean payton is hoping to do there in denver um and uh they're gonna run the ball and they're gonna do that a lot i think a lot of people like you know when they when they hear when they immediately think sean payton you know and drew Brees he's going for five grand every year it seemed like that that's all they that's all they really do but they do a lot i mean i guess apparently yeah very balanced and and he's always had a good offensive line which is really i can't i can't stress just how important that is he and belichick always have a good offensive line like it's not even like uh like well this year we might take a downturn in the trenches that's not acceptable for the way that (laughs) belichick hates to do things that's why they're successful this is not rocket science uh, no. that's why they're always that's why they're considered uh two of the best. And that's another thing. Um Drew Brees, especially in his prime that lasted what 10 years, was unbelievably efficient and good. So he didn't rack up four thousand, five thousand yards in those heyday seasons just because that's all they did with throw. He was just really fucking good at it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And when you're, and when you run and you're that successful up, up front, I think it, it makes it that much easier and effortless, if you will, to, to make it look that easy. Um, you know, I just, I think about their, the Broncos lines from the nineties, uh, yeah. Sally, I don't know how old you are, but if you can remember back in those days, <laughs> you know, I know we do, uh, Gary Zimmerman, we got from the Vikings that, you know, when you paired him with Schlereth and they had, and they were just, they were so good. And, uh, it just made, it made the whole difference. It really did. Um, we haven't had a line like that since, you know, I I'd say since Manning, but Manning made that offensive line, what it was really, um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes and, but the expectations are so tempered. It's hard to, it's hard to uh, get two yeah. men out of shape. At this You're not going to do it again. Uh, last, no, year, I won't. last year, Sally, he was through the roof because he was just like the rest of us. Nothing could go bad about bringing Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. And, uh, yeah. Well, and I love though, and I, and I love, love in, 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 uh, the, the fact of this matter, but like, I sh- like, that thing I tagged you on on Twitter, Dustin, when, when Ryan Leaf shared that about, you know, Russ's situation with his, with his uh, mentor and stuff, you know, I didn't think that got, that didn't even get any attention. The media just barraged Wilson all year long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's, and Wilson's just as good dude, you know, yeah. and uh, nobody even bothered to mention that, you know, Hey, this guy just lost somebody that he was really, really close with. And maybe that has a little bit to do with why he's, uh, you know, not quite right, but who knows? Yeah. Losing does that. And unfortunately Russell became the, well, I don't know if it's, he became a scapegoat because he is the handsomely paid QB one of the team. Um, <clears throat> Sally. So Sally's the baby on the show age wise for anybody that cares. Uh, I want to, I don't think so. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> Unless you guys are just aging gracefully. Yeah, I, that's exactly. yeah, I, yeah, I talk to my kids about John Elway like they remember him like <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, Wes and Jason are 40 somethings, and I'm about to be 40 in October. So is Rogers, by the oh. way. Oh, yeah. so, well, I guess yeah. I am a baby then. I'll yep. take it. Doesn't uh, happen often. One of the <laughs> surprises on free agency, at least for the way I'm going to set it up here, is that Jimmy Garoppolo, Sally, goes to the Raiders. And there's yeah. some folks that might tell you, like, hey, right, you're going from Derek Carr to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's pretty much the Spider-Man meet. Um, But with the assumption that they'll probably draft a quarterback, uh, do you like the Garoppolo to Las Vegas thing? And how long will he actually start there? Well, I was going to say, because um, we were just talking about uh, Denver, I think that their um, that division is interesting to see who's going to emerge there. Is, is, are the Chargers finally you know, going to get somewhere? Um, I mean, maybe with Eric Kendricks, maybe that was the missing piece <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, but that division, the last like handful of years, it just has seemed like nobody really wants to step up and run away with it. Uh, I I like it. I think especially for what they paid for him. You know, when we saw what like Geno Smith got paid and um, and and what Derek Carr got paid, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't more, just because that's it seems like quarterbacks are going for um for more now. As far as how long he'll play, I don't know, especially with his injury, um, his injuries the last couple of years. It's hard to say if he's how durable he's actually going to be. But I am interested to see how that plays out with McDaniels, especially since he seems like he's burning some bridges in the locker room already. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. other uh, other surprise that I had on my list, Wes, 
not wasn't necessarily the fit, but the 49ers entered free agency with about $3.7 million in cap space. And then one of the first big moves of Monday afternoon was Javon Hargrave for 80 something million bucks going to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course he is. Why wouldn't he? Uh, so what other what other move surprised you in the last uh, 2.5 days? Oof. Um yeah, that one was surprising. Um I had pegged Garoppolo to Vegas, so that one's not surprising. Um <laughs> Baker Mayfield winding up in Tampa. That that is a little surprising. It it's I don't know if it's them saying we are not hitting the rebuild and we're going <laughs> to continue ahead with what we have minus Brady. Um, I mean, really that division is up for grabs for whoever. Um, man, what other ones? I thought that uh, Darius Slay might be going to <clears throat> the 49ers, making them even richer. Uh, but it uh, just came out that sounds like Slay is going to stay with Philly. Um, they're going to find a way to make that work. Um, but uh, outside of that, nothing's really stood out. That's like, Oh my goodness. Um, maybe Juju Smith to new England for three years, 33 million. Um, when they had Jacoby Myers, who has continued to get better year after year. Um, so yeah, I, I would say Juju. That would okay. be excellent. Jason, I'm going to ask you this. So if you pull up any top 20, top 25 free agents of 2023 list or like a tracker, so to speak, almost all of them are filled already. So all of the big, big news has happened. Now there are big names like Odell Beckham, Beckham who still has to go somewhere. And then I think the other uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson still has to go somewhere. He's in the top 25. But that's about it. So teams are going to be filling out with uh, the bottom half of free agency, their rosters, which is the way it usually goes. So I think the only name here on all these lists is Lamar Jackson. And we've talked about him in successive weeks. Has your opinion changed about where he'll go? Or do you think he'll just kind of waltz back to the Ravens? Because teams can officially talk to him as of today. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he Atlanta. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll th- maybe throw throw the commanders in there too, just for a hot take. But um, the one of the biggest, I want to say that I and I just saw this, so mm-hmm. maybe this isn't a surprise to you guys. I guess I'm not real sure, and I'm only saying this because of the move they made last year. Uh, the Bengals and Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they just get Collins last year? And aren't they paying him a great deal of money? So, which is fine. But I mean, you have two huge name tackles and free agents in back-to-back years is, is something that kind of shocked me a bit, I guess. I don't see teams doing that too often. Yeah, they, let's see. Because Lael Collins was a pretty big name last year on the market. And uh, I know the Bengals went out and they got him and they paid him pretty handsomely too. And then obviously what they just did with, uh, with Orlando. Yeah. And uh was it I want to call him Jonah Hill, but is it no Jonah Williams? Uh that's that was their their other get. So is that one official? The Orlando Brown, the Bengals? Yeah. So that where does reported, where right does he fit or who's the odd man out? Is Jonah Williams um, no good? 
That are I think they can kick Collins inside if anything. Oh, okay. Is that his one of his natural spots, or are they just going to do Zimmer stuff? Uh, I thought that's how he started with uh, Dallas. Okay. Well, in that the guard one, spot. Yeah, because you're not going to kick Orlando Brown on the inside. Uh, let me check. No. Yeah, I'm trying to. One move that did piss me off though was uh, Jonu Smith, the trade uh, to <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. Um, somebody that has a lot of uh, Kyle Pitts stock. Uh, it doesn't bode well that um, they added yet another body to uh, take away targets from this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that. And it kind of shocked me, too, about the Chargers letting Eckler, you know, seek out a trade per his agent. Yeah, I think that's a classic uh, running back making too much money. Yeah. He wanted more. And he's still productive. Um, The Zeeks and the Dalvin Cooks seem to be on the bottom part of the career. And Eckler isn't quite there. Now, this time next year, we could be given that speech about Eckler. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, Collins, you're correct, Wes, was drafted, what, five, six years ago as a guard, but Mm -hmm. became in his second year a tackle. So that actually worked when people managing the offensive line knew what they were doing with uh, musical chairs. But yeah, that, that would have to be the plan because... Acquiring Lando Brown isn't just like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll find a place for him. I mean, he is the guy that you have yep. the blind side. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a sweet question because when I saw that, I just figured that one of those dudes, because I'm not a Bengals guy, like Jonah Williams is free agent or something, but no. And Jonah Williams is a first-rounder not long ago. I remember mm-hmm. uh, when the Vikings strapped Garrett Bradbury, Jonah Williams was either right there as one of the one of the theories um, for the Vikings. Uh, Wes, do you remain where you at on Lamar? Lamar watch. Oh, he'll be a Raven. Okay. Uh, being his own agent didn't help his matters. Uh, he couldn't negotiate with teams until uh, one o'clock today. So um, I just I don't see there being a market for him. Not not a lot of teams have the cap space. Um, not a lot of teams have the the picks that they'd be willing to cough up um, and then have to pay. Um. Uh, pay Lamar the the money that he wants as well. So it's, yeah, I, I think it was a mistake on his behalf to go into this uh, free agency year representing himself because it it did himself a disservice. All right, Sally, why don't you take us Has off he- here? Yeah. Has he said what his reasoning is for choosing his mother to essentially be his agent? I mean, I know it sucks to give away a chunk of your money to someone else, but isn't it like 3%? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he- what he did, I mean, Wes is exactly right. He put himself in this huge disadvantage with not, I mean, he's a lot of other teams have already fi- fi- uh, figured this out or they've lost a lot of resources in cap space. So yeah. And the agents are, a thing because they're there to be a mouthpiece. It doesn't matter if they're an asshole. Uh, it's a shield. And then typically a good agent or really any agent worth of salt can get you a contract larger than you would have got so that the 3% is more than a wash. You know, it's not like, you know, it's kind of like the same thing when you hear somebody selling their own house, you're like, Oh, okay. Good luck with that. It's not as easy as you think, but I guess if you're a smart guy or gal, you can get it done. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the agent also has relationships, I would yeah. imagine, with front offices. Oh, yeah. Know, things like that. So, 
It's not like Lamar does. No, <laughs> and, and some of these agents, I can tell you from limited experience, are assholes. And that's oh yeah. Like they're that's they don't care either. They're users. And yep. yeah, and they there's that that but that's that's the way I mean it's almost like Kobe on the basketball court. They're murderers and they're fine with that. Like yep. that, that's that's their that's their not thing. for the faint of heart. Yeah, there you, there you go. Uh Sally, what's your, do you have a formal you've uh haven't weighed in on the Lamar topic? We talk about him pretty frequently. Um, do you think he just goes back to the Ravens? I don't think he's gonna have a lot of other choices, like Wes said. I mean, he's not gonna get that contract that he has his heart set on mm-hmm. at this point just because of where other teams are at. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. Yeah, I think he probably has to do like a tail tuck thing, return, and then you know just just only get like forty five million or something like that that uh, isn't fully guaranteed. I could see him doing what Cousins did and bet on himself, sign the the franchise tag tender, and hit the market again next year. Next year, cap is supposed to spike again. Uh, you'll have a team like the Vikings, which will have you know somewhere around a hundred million million pending, you know, whatever additions are made and um, they might have a opening at the quarterback spot. So uh, yeah, he just has to hope he doesn't get hurt. That's this big risk that he's taken now. Yeah. That's probably why he hasn't already gotten a big guaranteed deal from Ravens or somebody is because in back-to-back seasons, his team suffered because he was hurt. Why is that? It's because he runs the ball with a uh, running back's workload. I'm not saying he's a running back. I know that's a talker and insult people like to use. He's a lot better than that, but it's going to catch up to him just like it caught up to Cam Newton, just like it caught up to every running quarterback in NFL history. Um, Here's my little list, Wes. um, The last little thing. Uh, I have the Falcons, the Commanders, and arguably the Buccaneers as teams on the Caleb Williams uh, I guess the clock is ticking. Who else am I missing? People that teams that are going into seasons, knowing their quarterback solutions are half-assed. I will give you Arizona. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I guess they've done it before. Haven't they? And you have Kyler who's going to be rehabbing for a majority of the year. So you have him. Um, I think the Detroit Lions have the Rams pick still next oh, year. So really, really? Wow. If they have the Rams pick next year, they're a team to watch. Oh, yuck. Um, we shall see if the Colts are able to get their quarterback this year. If they don't, then count them in. And I'd count the Raiders in, too. I mean... Who knows what Josh McDaniel's plan is over there? Um, I can't figure it out. So <laughs> the the weird dynamic is that the teams that draft their guy this year, um, whether it is the Panthers, Colts, Raiders, you know, the usual suspects is they're going to have their guy. And unless they're feeling like the Cardinals from three years ago, it'll be weird if they're draft Bryce Young, they go three and 14 and they're like, well, we have the number one overall pick. What do we do? You know, we we cast Bryce Young. That'll be the weird part because usually it's those teams you target as the poor performers on deck because they have a first year quarterback. Um, but this one, Caleb Williams, at least for now, feels like he has the Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning stock. Um, we shall see what happens 
in the next season. All right, gang, uh, that's the that's the free agency show. Next week we'll we'll be around to mop up. Um, it won't be quite as exciting, but there will still be stuff. Sally, any closing arguments? No, I have nothing to argue about. <laughs> oh, other than I guess that means Wes, now you are slandering Baker Mayfield that he isn't gonna step up and uh, stay the uh, <laughs> keep the job in Tampa Bay. <laughs> I mean, it's a one-year deal, so it's a proven deal for him. Yeah, I know. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Good night. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.